Coming up on Transformers University, we'll continue our look at one of the most important Marvel UK Transformers storylines right now as we return to the second half of Target 2006. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. I am recording this on Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. It is Groundhog's Day, and... Today, we are going to do a little bit of time traveling of our own, wrapping up the storyline of Target 2006, one of the most important, most influential Marvel UK storylines. Now, if you missed the first half of this, it may seem like long ago, but it was only just a handful of episodes back with Transformers University number 71. That episode has the first half of this classic time travel story and in this episode we are going to cover the back half of that we are going to cover marvel uk issues 83 through 88 plus a couple of little inserts uh within these issues little official transformers fiction that is in some some of it's funny some of it is uh kind of uh backstory uh, and we'll get into that. So uh, there's some neat little things that are in these issues that aren't necessarily uh, part of the Target 2006 story. And we're going to kick this one off with Marvel UK issue number 83, Target 2006, part 5, The Devil You Know. Now this one written by Simon Furman, art by Jeff Sr., letters by Richard Starkings, colors with a U by Gina Hart and edits by Ian Rimmer. And a cover by Robin Smith that features Scourge uh, being shot. And it says, Scourge is scrapped and not by an Autobot. I wonder who it could be. Uh, this starts out with Starscream awakening in the repair bay at the Ark to find Megatron teamed up with the Autobots. And uh, this is a nice callback to uh, the U.S. issue number 19 where Starscream and a handful of other Decepticons were uh, defeated and basically boxed up uh, uh, by Omega Supreme. Well, they weren't boxed up by Omega Supreme, but they were defeated and then put into boxes uh, <laughs> by the Autobots and uh, have basically have been offline ever since. So it's nice use of those characters by Simon Furman here. Uh, Starscream overhears uh, the recap of the Autobots and Decepticons arguing and deciding to team up to take on Galvatron. Ultra Magnus explains to Hound about his mission with the Wreckers, Operation Volcano. Uh, he has 97 hours and 18 minutes to find Optimus Prime and get back to Cybertron. Elsewhere, Scourge is attempting to steal materials and realizes that the Autobots are sneaking up on him. He catches those Autobots and defends himself. He shoots an acid ray through Trailbreaker's chest. Where was the force field at that point? Really? Come on, Trailbreaker, you have one job. 
Scourge is outnumbered. He runs and hides to try to get an advantage over the Autobots. He gets his gun blasted away and runs, but sneaks upon Grapple and impales him with sheet metal. I mean, this this issue is pretty brutal uh, in terms of the damage doled out by Scourge. He breaks away, but he is caught by Megatron. Elsewhere, Galvatron gloats to Jazz, his prisoner, about defeating the rescue party and reveals that he is, in fact, Megatron. And that is where the issue ends. And as this issue ends, we end up with one of these pieces of uh, ancillary additional material uh, that is called Cybertron The Middle Years Downfall. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Now this story chronicles the history of Cybertron after the Ark had left. Uh, we find out that the Decepticons were uh, taken over by a commander named Tranus. He captured many cities, but he could not capture Iacon. After taking over most of Cybertron, Tranus decided to level Iacon. Now the entire Autobot Council surrendered. Except for Zaron. Now we met that council way back in one of the annuals, either the 84 or the 85. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's certainly one of those two. And we definitely covered both of those here. Zaron decided to take the bots that were 100% loyal to him and go underground. And good for him because Tranus executed the entire council. Zaron would then unite the scattered remains of the Autobot army over the next eh, thousand years or so. He would then send the Wreckers to assassinate Tranus, and that assassination would be successful, but that would bring Straxus to power. And to this day, he hunts Zaron and the Autobots. And that is the backstory for Cybertron the Middle Years. What happened in between? Well, there'll be other tech stories in the future. Will Kevin hook up with Winnie Cooper? Who knows? But we'll find out as we go on. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Hello, my friend, and welcome to another edition of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Bricali, owner-operator, madman behind TFU.info. And today we are covering the sixth part of Target 2006. This one's called Trio, and it's written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Sr., letters by Richard Starkings, colors with a U by Gina Hart, and edits by Ian Rimmer. Cover on this one is by Phil Gascoigne, and it promotes the origin of Galvatron. It starts with Impactor getting his butt handed to him by three Decepticon triple changers. And those three are Broadside, Sandstorm, and Springer. Huh? Well, those three triple changers, instead of finishing off Impactor, they give him a cube, and the cube has a message. We find out in a message from Zaron that these were Autobot triple changers, and they will fill in for Ultra Magnus and Operation Volcano, should he not make it back. On Earth, Galvatron reveals his Transformers the movie origin to Jazz, and it's important we note here um, the timing of these issues. So, while the movie was released in August 
1986 in the United States of September, right? Late fall, uh, late summer, early fall. Uh, in Europe, the movie was released, uh, I believe, two months later, right? So we have a 10-part story here that, that started probably before the release of the film in the U.S., but finished before the release of the film in the U.K. So pre-internet, unless you were in the United States to see this movie or had a letter written to you from someone in the United States who saw this movie, you didn't know Galvatron's origin. So this whole storyline, this whole Target 2006 storyline is meant to amp kids up for the movie. Um, and it does kind of reveal a whole bunch of things that would really be a surprise in the film. But that is why this story as a whole relies on a lot of things that in North America, we already knew. Now, in explaining his origin to Jazz about how he was created by Unicron, uh, he also explains that this weapon he is building is a gun, uh, and me he means to use it to blow up Unicron when they return to their time. Cyclonus reports finding Starscream and decides to beat some information out of him regarding Megatron and the Autobots. So now Galvatron is tipped to their plan that they have teamed up. In Wyoming, Thundercracker and Frenzy, the blue one, have escaped the Ark and report back to Shockwave. Now that's interesting also that they got out of the Ark and reported back to Shockwave about their current situation. We find out that the date is uh, October 11th, 1986 though it says 1110 but figure it has to be the british dates right so they do they go smallest to largest day month the year and as these decepticons are reporting in to shockwave we have three decepticons and we finally see cup blur and hot rod and just like when optimus prowl and ratchet teleported out for the three decepticons cup blur and hot rod decide they want to go back in time and that's exactly what happens. Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod swap places with Shockwave, Thundercracker, and Frenzy, the blue one. And then we get an ominous mention of a laugh felt by Galvatron through time. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Hey. I got you, babe. I got you. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. And today we are going to talk about Marvel UK number 86 as we continue our look into Target 2006. This one's called Galvatron's. Autobot, Zombie, at least that's what the cover says, and that one is by Robin Smith. This is Target 2006 Part 7, written by Simon Furman, pencils by Will Simpson, oh. inks by Ian Perkins, letters by Richard Starkings, colors with a U by Tony Joswiak, and edits by Ian Rimmer. And we start with uh, the Decepticon ship from Issue 1, all the way back in Issue 1, and it is floating in space like this, and then all of a sudden... It explodes. We find out that Galvatron is testing his massive weapon to use against Unicron that uses solar energy to magnify and refocus its beam. He then sends Starscream on a mission. 
But first, we're going to catch up with Blur Cup and Hot Rod as they meet up with Ultra Magnus at the Ark. Hot Rod doesn't realize that Ultra Magnus is not currently the Matrix Bearer. And uh, Cup has to kind of apologize for the for the lad's youth. And uh, Ultra Magnus ha- appears to have not have met any of them before. In uh, Northern Oregon, there's a prisoner exchange. Jazz for Scourge. But back at the giant planet-busting weapon, Cyclonus catches Megatron. But Soundwave sneaks up behind Cyclonus and takes him out. But Starscream, his mission was to sneak up behind them both and shoot them. Cup explains to Ultra Magnus the theory of time-mass displacement. This is why three Autobots left when three Decepticons arrived, and three Decepticons were pulled when three Autobots arrived. Similar bodies of mass needed to shift into other places in time in order for the time jump to occur. At the Prisoner Exchange, Galvatron unveils that Jazz is remote-controlled, and he starts attacking the Autobots with Jazz and wins. And then back at the gun, Starscream is about to kill Megatron, asking him to beg for his life. But Galvatron shows up and defeats Starscream, just in time for Ultra Magnus to show up to try and stop Galvatron. Uh, and it's an interesting turn here, right? So we have Galvatron worried about his own preservation because if Starscream kills Megatron, he will no longer exist. So he has to make sure that Starscream doesn't do that to him. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can climb. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today it's cold out there every day what is this miami beach hello my friend and welcome to transformers university i am your host anthony brucali and today we are going to talk about marvel uk number 86 as we continue our look into target 2006 one of the most important transformers uk stories of all time this one features a cover by robin smith says it's crunch time on the cover and it is Ultra Magnus fighting Galvatron. This story, written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Sr., letters by Anne Hafakri, Half a Skrull, colors with a U by Gina Harton, edits by Ian Rimmer. And the eighth part of Target 2006 starts out with Ultra Magnus and Galvatron fighting. Galvatron is riding Ultra Magnus's cab mode and actually has broken out his front window. Uh, it's a pretty cool looking illustration. So it's, it's, it's one of the more iconic images from this tale. But Ultra Magnus has a plan. He drives up an incomplete freeway ramp a la Lethal Weapon 3 and launches Galvatron in the air. We find out Ultra Magnus is distracting Galvatron with this fight because Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod have a plan to send Galvatron back to 2006. So Galvatron shoots Ultra Magnus off the ramp and Ultra Magnus falls. And Galvatron has him right where he wants him and he transforms into his laser cannon mode and declares that something's going to happen to Ultra Magnus that is extremely fatal. Is that extra fatal? Can you can you die more than once? I this, the words just kind of get me extremely fatal. But I digress. So the uh, fight ends near an oil tanker and Ultra Magnus decides to throw Galvatron at the oil tanker. What happens if you've ever played a video game in the early 90s? When you throw something at a thing full of oil, it explodes. And there's a giant explosion, but we find out that Galvatron's going to emerge out of this victorious. 
And quick thing to note at the back of this particular issue, there was an ad, uh, a comic book style ad for the Autobot triple changers. And it's just really neat. I'm going to post this out on definitely on Twitter and hopefully on, on Instagram uh, just to illustrate what I'm talking about here. But it, it's just neat to see these three characters drawn in toy form but colored in comic book style. Uh, it's almost like they took the catalog images and traced around them. Uh, don't just take my word for it. I'll post them online. So make sure you swing over to the Twitter account at TFU underscore info on Twitter and, of course, on Instagram. Username TFU info, all one word. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucali, owner, operator, madman, behind TFU.info. And today we are continuing our look into one of the most important Marvel UK storylines of all time with issue number 87 and the storyline of Target 2006. And this issue features a cover by Phil Gascoigne with uh, the planet-killing machine and Galvatron on it, plus uh, headshots of Blur, Hot Rod, and Cup saying, Lights, Camera, Action, in a story written by Simon Furman with art by Jeff Anderson. Dude, the Transformers sucked. Letters by Anne, Half a Cree, Half a Skull. Colors with a U by Tony Joswiak. And edits by Ian Rimmer. Cup. Hot Rod and Blur are enacting a plan that's very much in the style of the A-Team. They start by painting a Starscream out of another Seeker, and since Thundercracker is trapped in time, and this is not Starscream, it has to be Skywarp. They set some bombs around the gun, and they knock out Scourge and Cyclonus. Galvatron returns with Ultra Magnus to gloat, but he smells a trap. And Galvatron believes he is being betrayed by Starscream. In this time, Ultra Magnus starts to recover. And the bots over at the Ark start to rally. Smokescreen gives a speech to convince Jetfire that they need to act. Ultra Magnus, he recovers and fights Galvatron. Hot Rod, Cup, and Blur wait to set their trap. But then Jetfire and company arrive as well to fight. Being impatient, Cup ignites the charges and blows up Galvatron's planet-busting weapon. And then, after the explosion, trying to figure out who betrayed him, Galvatron finds Starscream, in air quotes, and blows him up. But then, he believes something went wrong. Because he destroyed Starscream here in 1986, he believes now that he was in a parallel dimension. Because, in his 2005 he killed Starscream after becoming Galvatron. So he wrangles up Cyclonus and Scourge and heads back to the future. Gotta get back in time. And we end with Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod wondering what happened to the real Starscream. Now, this issue also features one of the things I mentioned earlier of additional material. And this is in the form of the comic strip Robo Capers, which occasionally had Transformers-related content. Uh, we recovered... The uh, first issue of Robo Capers actually back when we covered part one of Target 2006, and that would be in episode 71. And this one features Swoop 
uh, flying and quoting his model. Fear can reach targets beyond the reach of bullets. Megatron hears this and challenges that question. And then he's then hit with, quote, Dinobot droppings. There you have it. Dinobots poop. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Okay, campers, rise and shine. Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Hello, my friend, and welcome to another edition of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info. And today we are wrapping up our coverage of one of the most important Marvel UK Transformers storylines of all time with issue number 88, the epilogue to Target 2006, one that features the triple changers on the cover, the Autobot triple changers, that is, Broadside, Springer, Sandstorm. And it says, Volcano erupts without Magnus. Maybe it doesn't matter. This cover by Jeff Sr. Story by Simon Furman. Pencils by Will Simpson. Inks by Ian Perkins. Colors with a U by Gina Hart. Letters by Richard Starkings. And edits by Ian Rimmer. This issue starts with Unicron surveying the wreckage of the planet-busting gun that exists in the past. It turns out he is the one that sent Cup, Blur, and Hot Rod uh, into the past. And we find out they are in the process of putting Starscream, which is actually Skywarp, back into cold storage. Unicron plants the idea for Autobot City in Smokescreen's head as they're uh, milling about their victory. And then back on Cybertron, Volcano is underway. And this plan starts with Emerald Zaron as bait. And he is speechifying to a whole bunch of fake Autobots. And the Insecticons are spying. But the Wreckers see this and are planning an ambush. Back on Earth, Laserbeak frees Megatron. And Megatron is thirsty for revenge. We then wrap up with Ultra Magnus as he space bridges back to Cybertron. And on Cybertron, the Decepticons plan their assault. So the Decepticons on this assault mission, led by Dirge, um, when did Dirge lead anything? Are Dirge and the other two Coneheads, Ramjet and Thrust. Blitzwing, the Triple Changer. Astrotrain, the Triple Changer, who will show up in a minute. Uh, he's not there right away. Octane, the Triple Changer, so that's, that's six. And the three Insecticons, Bombshell, Shrapnel, and Kickback. Uh, the 10th Decepticon in this is a UK exclusive character uh, for the time being, and that is a Decepticon by the name of Macabre. Uh, they get a communication via Astrotrain, who drops off a cube, that Megatron wants them back on Earth. He calls off the attack, but Macabre still has plans to kill Emirates Zaron. Back at the speechifying zone, Zaron and Impactor are uh, trying to understand just what happened. And as they're doing this, Macabre sneaks in and takes his shot at Zaron. Impactor notices it and steps in front of the laser blast. 
Just then, the rest of the Autobots turn and fire on Macabre, killing him. But Impactor takes some serious damage from this, this shot and dies in Emirate Zarin's arms. As he's dying, he passes off the leadership of the Wreckers to Springer. Back on Earth, Optimus Prime is back. He notes that Jazz will recover from being a zombie eventually. Grapple, who is impaled by sheet metal, will recover too. And Trailbreaker, who was shot through the chest with acid, maybe, might recover. And that is the end of Target 2006 as the Marvel UK series leads into Aerial Bots Over America, uh, US issue number 21. And once again, we do have a Robo Capers story on the back end of this. And that Robo Capers story uh, is Transformers that didn't make the grade. And it features four Transformers. It's very similar to what would be now uh, BotBots in that they're just a, a handful of weirdly named and uh, designed Autobots and Decepticons, two and two, that turn into things th that are kind of comical for a robot to turn into. So the first one we have is Bozo. Uh, he turned into a Sinclair C5. I had to look up what a Sinclair C5. So this is a battery-operated electric moto tricycle. That's right. It's a motorized tricycle. Let me say that again. Electric motorized tricycle. Uh, these were, uh, I guess, attempted to be sold uh, in the UK in the 80s. I don't know if they caught on, but uh, this is what Bozo turns into. We also have another Autobot that was named Busby, and he turned into, you got it, a bus. How we have not gotten uh, an official Transformer that turns into a bus is still beyond me. Uh, I would love to see a transforming bus toy. Um, I know there was one in Machine Robo, uh, pre-Transformers and not Takara, uh, so it doesn't really count. And they note that uh, he, part of the reason why he didn't make the grade is he was often late, as buses are. On the Decepticon side, we have Lamphead, the lamppost, uh, and he was the Decepticons that dogs always peed on. Go figure. Uh, which makes me wonder about Soundwave and his job on Cybertron. And finally, there was also Gogglebox, who turned into a TV, much like uh, the BotBots that we have had that do turn into uh, TVs. But he uh, blew up after tuning into the uh, Keith Harris and Orville show. Again, had to look this up. Keith Harris and Orville were a uh, comedian uh, a ventriloquist act uh, in the 70s and 80s uh, in the UK. And there you have it. That, in a whole, is Target. 2006 it is one of the most important stories honestly i never read this one i didn't know impactor dies at the end um which is you know look all wreckers die <laughs> that's usually the 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 general thinking that if you're a wrecker uh you're gonna die if you've read the idw wrecker stories uh it pretty much holds true that most of them die uh usually some heroic or dramatic death uh and i, I just i am i'm stunned uh, that he died at the end of this. Uh, I understand why fans of my age and my my generation love this tale. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily resonate with me the way I think it would have if I had read it back in the late 90s or the early 2000s when there wasn't so much Transformers fiction uh, to read and enjoy. But this is a neat way of how Simon Farman weaved uh, the film 
into the comic timeline, but not exactly. So it kind of is an alternate timeline, but it isn't. It's very, very weird. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, honestly. But uh, it's just a great kind of convergence, too, of, of those two things. And we've seen it as we've covered uh, these stories through the years, right? That, that sometimes some things in the cartoon or the comic kind of make their way across that line. Sometimes there's a mistake where... You know, Spike shows up in the comic or a comic tale or, or, or some sort of fictional tale instead of Buster. And this is all just really, really interesting that this is weaved in to fit into movie continuity in some way. And uh, I know I looked on the wiki to see what the point in time people were removed from. And I guess the prevailing theory is uh, after Galvatron was still was made, but before his attack on Autobot City while the Autobots were still repairing Autobot City after the big battle is when a lot of this took place. A lot of people were jumped through time. Uh, and what ha- what, did, what did Optimus, Prowl, and Ratchet, and Shockwave, Thundercracker, and Frenzy, the blue one, do while they were away? Um, that is actually something that does get answered in a later comic, according to TF Wiki, and I am really looking forward to reading that one day in the near future. Now, if you want to keep up with me, you want to help out the show, um, we're still looking to hit our 25th patron and hit our first goal. We are at 24 patrons, folks. Patreon.com slash T-F-U-I-N-F-O. For as little as a dollar a month, you could have heard this episode a day early. You could have heard this Groundhog Day episode on Groundhog Day. I mean, come on. Is it too early for Flapjacks? Now, if we hit 25 patrons, I will go back to the first three episodes of the show and re-edit them as full videos uh and that's gonna be a lot of work so i'm looking forward to doing that actually and i will keep the patreon group updated to my progress i'll give sneak peeks uh because it's gonna take a little while uh but it doesn't mean i won't be able to show you guys rough cuts and 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 bring you along on the ride now we do need to keep at 25 patrons for an entire month so if you uh subscribe now and then cancel on march 1st it won't work so i need i need someone to stay i need people to stay on through uh the end of march but if we if we hit 25 in february i will start working on that that uh first episode right away now if you want to keep up the show elsewhere you want to help out the show in other ways use our amazon links tfu.info slash amazon take it amazon.com anything you buy normally that you normally would have bought amazon kicks back if you pennies and i really do mean pennies uh to to me and to tfu.info for us to do things like pay for the website hosting and pay for the podcast hosting now here's how you can keep up with me and with the podcast and with the website on your favorite social media platforms twitter is where i hang out at tfu underscore info you can catch me there shoot me a dm drop me an at message whatever you want to do Twitter is probably the best place to get in touch with me. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash tfuinfo and instagram.com slash tfuinfo. I'll be posting uh, some of the photos and pictures I mentioned in this episode, some of the better pieces of artwork from this show on the various platforms. And of course, you can keep up with the site and the Toy Archive on the web at www.tfu.info. Now, one last note, and this one's really important, folks. Toy Fair, New York Toy Fair, is coming up in about three weeks 
February 22nd, 2020. I will be in New York. I will be at the location that they have it every year uh, with all the big Transformers news sites covering the reveals from Toy Fair, covering the showroom from Toy Fair. Get you a look. We'll get you a look around. It'll happen on the Twitter for sure. It will probably happen on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TFU info, uh, live from the floor. So please make sure you're there. Make sure you're ready for our coverage because uh, I will be ready for you to bring you all the news from Toy Fair. There's going to be a lot of Transformers news. There's going to be G.I. Joe news. There's going to be Ghostbusters news. And of course, there's going to be Marvel and Star Wars news as well. So that will wrap things up for this episode of Transformers University. Now, next time on the show, uh, I have an episode scheduled in my plan, but I am having a hard time finding uh, more than basic info on on what I have planned. So I may punt that one to another week. So next week's episode is going to be a surprise. What will it be? You just have to come back for episode number 79 with me. Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman, behind TFU.info. Till next time, see ya.